and welcome back to another installment of the Uninformed Gamers Podcast. I am one of your hosts, you know me as Darkness Tiger, also as Devin, and I am joined by my two illustrious co-hosts. First, we have Rad Dreams Review, also known as Mason. How are you? Hello. Hey. And then we have my brother from the same mother, I Chameleon, also known as Chris. What's going on? Yo. Yo, welcome back, guys. I would like to apologize to uh, both of you. Um, hey, you do not need to apologize about traveling. Nope, I literally, literally hopped on a plane and went to Thailand, so my yeah. apologies. I went to a couple places from what I understand. Oh, yeah, and uh, let's just say that me going to a couple places uh, was not only expensive at the trip, mm-hmm. but apparently it was very expensive when I got back, and I'll explain why in a minute. Oh, God. Oh, boy. oh yeah. Um, so let's go ahead. I want to catch up with you guys. I'm going to arbitrarily choose you, Chris. What's been up? What's been going on since we last spoke? Not a whole lot of my world. Did some uh, Super Bowl watching. Um, I've been obviously playing a lot of games. Um, so I beat Hi Fi Rush. Hell yeah, yeah. awesome! Hell That's yeah, cool. yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't terribly long. It was like uh, I want to say I spent about. 13 or 14 hours on it wow that's actually kind of short yeah it is. yeah yeah it it was perfect <laughs> for what i like mm-hmm. was looking for it like it scratched that itch mm-hmm. they did a damn good job that is a in my opinion that's going to be a game of the year contender for this year really um, yeah that's awesome yeah I, I have very similar thoughts on it because that i too not to interrupt have been playing that <laughs> okay, nice good deal um See- oh go ahead no, I I saw the game and then I saw when it was released and I was like, meh. You should download it. You should download I know it. I should, but like, yeah. my backlog it's, is insane. It's it's a <laughs> it's a fast game, like yeah, like Chris said. I have a game that's six hours to beat and I haven't played it yet. <laughs> that is understandable. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, I've also been playing Hogwarts Legacy, um, and uh, man. Yeah, I've just playing other games. I, I don't, I can't speak to exactly which ones, but those are the, the, the those are like the, those are like the big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> Mason, what's been going on in your world? Well, uh, finally, I beat Pokemon Violet uh, hey, completely, hundred uh, percented it. Oh wow! <laughs> you all Pokemon? Yeah, I caught all the Pokemon. Got, got myself up. that shiny charm, baby. um so basically i've just been playing it off and on now trying to build like my my like quintessential team you know like my go-to team that i want to like beat people online with yeah Uh, so i've been i've been dabbling with that with pokemon violet i very much enjoyed it even with all of the issues that it had I did honestly think in terms of story, it had one of the strongest stories for a Pokemon game to be completely real. That's awesome. Like I was, I was kind of shocked that they went the route that they did. They touched on a lot of like really strong themes, uh, not to like spoil too much, but they touched on like uh, bullying. They touched on like abandonment. Uh, They touched on death. Uh, and then they touched on messing with time. This is which strong was, topics. Which was pretty interesting. Because uh, there was a theme that was kind of very similar to like Flashpoint mm-hmm. um, Paradox, with you know how the Flash like traveled back in time and prevented his mom's death and caused a lot of havoc. Yep. But the Pokemon game touched on seems like that and then other than that uh hi-fi rush been playing that very fun game came out of nowhere and was super exciting uh very unique offered a fresh take on rhythm games yes um, much needed take so if, even if you're not like rhythmic in nature it's still a very strong game like think jet set radio I would argue in terms of a comparable game, it's nothing like uh Parappa the Rappa or anything like that. <laughs> you know, doing a little throwback for you guys that grew Legendary. up in that, in, oh, that yeah. uh, in that time frame, you know, we're all millennials here. So we grew up on the PlayStation with Parappa the Rappa and yep. like gu- guitar hero and, and all that. 
Um, so you don't really need to have like a sense of rhythm to play the game, enjoy the game, but it does help. It does. Um, and then now the wife and I did a weekend getaway trip in Southern Ohio, did some uh, hiking, stayed in a cabin, uh, as much as I would have loved to join Chris over his place for Super Bowl shenanigans. Uh, (laughs) we did have prior engagements, but I do hundred percent appreciate the invite. Of course, of course. So that is not lost on me. <laughs> but uh, other than that, just craziness at work and craziness uh, with the family. But uh, I'll just drop a little bomb of uh, my, my brother eloped. Oh, congratulations to your brother. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, looking at Chris's face. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know he was seeing someone. <laughs> uh, so he's been dating this girl for like three months. Oh. Yeah, there it is. You know what? <laughs> Who are we? Who are okay. we? Whatever. Uh, and they have broken up twice within that time frame of three months. Well, great idea to get married. Yep. Where did they go to? Uh, they went to the courthouse. Are you surprised, Chris? Are you surprised? <laughs> okay, so uh, when you said eloped, I thought you meant like they went to like no. another state or something. No. Okay. No. They went down the street. They went, oh, they, right. and they live in Illyria. Uh, so they went, they literally <laughs> went down the street to they the courthouse. To the courthouse. Yeah. Got oh, married. Oh, all right. <laughs> that, that, that was Matt, if you're watching this, sorry, yeah. bud. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, if you're listening, Matt, I, I love you very much, but man. You're a goon. If you're listening, Matt, congratulations. <laughs> I'm not going to be a hater like these do. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, that that's been what's up. <laughs> well, watch call it. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna tell you right off the bat, guys. For uh, two weeks, I did absolutely zero gaming, not, which is understandable. Yep. Yeah. So um, I was actually in Brazil. So the last episode that we shot, where we did recording, um, I was in Brazil. If you watch the video, you can see that um, my audio does not match my words, which mm-hmm. I absolutely hate with a passion. Yeah, um, I hate that too. So imagine me having to edit the video and just like, ah, oh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the problem was I was in Brazil and I left out on Thursday. I arrived mm-hmm. on Friday. I had one full day Saturday for me to leave out at 5 a.m. Sunday morning. So I went from Brazil to the United States to Hong Kong, where I did an overnight in Hong Kong, which gorgeous city. Then from Hong Kong, we did uh, we went to Bangkok, and I spent about uh, 11 days or so in Thailand. So we nice. went to Bangkok, the largest city in Thailand, mm-hmm. uh, Chiang Mai, the second largest city in Thailand, which was recently featured on an article. It is in the top three cities for digital nomads. What does that mean? So if you work remotely and you want to go to Asia, go to Sh- Chiang Mai. Okay. Do they speak like uh, fluent English? Like, is it pretty I, good? I, I wouldn't say fluent, but I'll tell you right now, I pulled out my translator more in Brazil than I did in Thailand. Hmm. <laughs> That's pretty dope, actually. Uh, and yeah. one thing like I'm kind of shocked at in terms of like the flight, like that you flew from Brazil to the US to Hong Kong and not the other way around. Well, the problem was I had to pick up Desiree. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. That, that's okay. I'm surprised that she didn't take a separate flight. No, that would have been nice because then my company could have paid for me to go to Thailand, but <laughs> that didn't happen. Oh, it's okay. Um, no, no, no. So we did Chiang Mai, then we did the island of Phuket, which uh, gorgeous. I'm going to tell you right now, everything is gorgeous. Everything, mm-hmm. people there are the most wonderful people I have ever met. They're just friendly. They're resilient people. The food was amazing. And everything from an American perspective was very affordable. Um it was not nice. common for us to get lunch from a food vendor for like 50 cents. Woo. Like really? US? Yeah, 50 cent US. Really? Woo. Yeah. Hell so yeah. That's like when, when we were shopping in like the main market, I think it's called Kerosene Road or whatever, Desiree bought a pair of pants that were $3. Three USD. Hey. And That's I that bought, good shit. <laughs> right? I bought a pair of like a Wrangler equivalent. Notice how I said equivalent. Uh, pants that were uh, nine USD and they are wonderful. <laughs> really, nice. these nice. same pants would have cost me seventy bucks in the US. Oh yeah, nice. that's awesome. 
You gotta uh, love that. Yep. So the, we checked out the temples. We uh, went to an elephant sanctuary, not an elephant sanctuary in which you can ride elephants, only ones where you can yeah. feed them retired elephants. Which is okay. a very strong distinction to make for those listening, because in a lot of these foreign nations, if you did not know, uh, unfortunately, at some of these resorts, they do mistreat animals. Yep. Uh, so a lot of these excursions is what I'll call them, where they offer like horseback riding, camelback riding, elephant riding. Uh, unfortunately, their handlers do mistreat like the animals. There's a there was a popular one. I forget where it was where you got to swam with like a like a teacup pig or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. I and that. Um, if you don't know that pigs should not go into salt water. Like it actually like really harms them. So while yeah, it makes for a really cool Instagram post, you're you're doing a lot of harm to that animal. So just keep that in mind if you travel overseas. Just kind of do your research if you care about animals and things of that nature, and you want to be like, want to be like cool about it. Just make sure you do your due diligence, like you did, Devin. Yep, and it's ironic that you say that because we specifically chose an elephant sanctuary where there was no riding, that they could roam free, do whatever they wanted to do. All Good. that we were there to do was feed them, bathe them, and cook for them. That's all we did. And I'll tell you right now, an elephant is much bigger when you're standing in front of it and it's hungry. Oh, I, I believe that. Like, it's probably a lot different than seeing one at like the like a zoo. Yeah, because from a zoo perspective, they're like far away and like, oh, that's big. But you don't realize how big and how strong an elephant is until it's taking food from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe that. But Did he try to pick you up with the trunk? <laughs> no, he didn't try to pick me up for the truck. However, he was reaching for a banana that was kind of small. And he wrapped his trunk around my arm. Actually, she she wrapped her trunk around my arm and she pulled me in. I'm like, oop, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't She's like, like me. <laughs> like, give, yeah, give me that give banana. Me bananas. It's give me funny. That. It's funny because the elephants at the sanctuary are like crackheads at a car at a car. Uh, a gas station it's like they know you have food yeah and they're not going to take no for an answer they're like, hey man hey man you got that potassium bro you got some more little bananas you got some sugar <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got some sugar cane um but no the elephants were great but ironically on the last day we were there one of the things i wanted to do on the island of phuket which was the last place we went to at the top of the island is this gigantic buddha statue that mm-hmm. overlooks the entire island so the plan was to originally hike up there. However, we decided to go later in the day to watch the sunset at the Buddha instead of the sunrise. So we took a, a tuk-tuk, which is an amazing thing if you've never heard of it. <laughs> it's basically a motorcycle with seats in the back. Yeah, yeah. And we rode up the thing, and it was amazing. But as we're riding up this mountain, again, we're riding up a mountain. We see that there is an elephant, quote-unquote, uh, sanctuary. These elephants are standing off the side of the cliff and people are riding them. Oh. And I and the elephants looked like they were like had chains around their neck. People were were going up. They were giggling. They were taking pictures. Mm. I'm like, wow, that's really messed up. And I know some people would say, oh, well, you still went to an elephant sanctuary. You still took pictures with an elephant. Yes, I did. However, I went to a sanctuary specifically that you don't ride them. And elephants are free to do what they want to do. And it seemed like they treated them better. Yeah, because these elephants, when I tell you they were on the edge of a cliff, I am like, Mm. this does not look like a fun place for an elephant to be. Yeah. Um, But real quick, I'll talk about Shang Mai real quick before I move on to video game realm and what happened when I got back. So Shang Mai, Digital Nomad City. So this is a perfect place to go if you work remotely, if you want to see Asia. They have great Wi-Fi connectivity. Makes Um, sense. All those pro gamers. All those pro gamers, everything there is still as affordable. Um, coffee shops at every block, 7-Eleven on every single block. People from all over the world, not just from Thailand. I've met people from Russia, from Bali, from the United Kingdom, from literally everywhere was in this city. Um, but I'll tell you right now, I finally got an opportunity to see influencers in person. Oh, really? Who'd you see? I don't know who they were because I don't know who most influencers are. Oh, okay. But Fair. I tell you right now, um, they were trying to influence. And actually, I actually uh, I'm, I went on a date with two influencers. Oh, really? Yeah. So two hey. TikTok influencers. Oh, boy. All right. right. Um, I dig that. 
I'll tell you about that offline if y'all really want to know how that yeah, went. Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Actually, I'm, I'm very curious. But I'll tell you right now that in person, they were very nice. They were very, mm-hmm. very cordial, very friendly, very cool to hang out with. But when we were just walking down the streets, we're seeing people with like their full blown like cameras yeah, with the yeah. microphone yep, walking yep. down the street. And I'm just like, are y'all serious right now? I'm here in Hong Kong. Welcome to the uh, city. A lot of people have never heard of the city called Chiang Mai with a population of about 7 million people. (laughs) (laughs) That means a lot of people have heard of it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. But it was a great vibe. If you ever want to go to Thailand, Bangkok, Chiang Mai, Phuket, if you just need to go to one place, go to Chiang Mai because it's way more laid back. It's an easier experience. Cool. Um, and on our way out, we did an overnight in Tokyo. So I can say I've been to Tokyo. Hey, and it's, it's too bad you couldn't spend more time there. Oh, no, I'm planning on going back. I found that the one-way ticket's only 400 bucks. That's not bad. Oh, that's right? not bad at all. No, not at all. And I was like, why did I not know this until now? Um, it, but- yeah, it's uh, pretty cheap, uh, surprisingly. And uh, they did open up uh, Japan to uh tourism again so that's oh yeah so when we arrived they were just like um tell us through an app that you don't have covid and i'm like well we can show you our uh vaccination cards They're like okay we want to see that then tell us you don't have it in an app and we'll wait here and watch you until you tell us and so that was a little uncomfortable but we got through but i'll tell you right now in the time that i spent in um, Tokyo, it was everything that I could have expected. It was so clean. Um, it was so clean. It was so beautiful. The hotel we stayed at was weird. They had dinosaurs check us in, and that was kind of strange. But <laughs> Sounds they, fun. they had a heated toilet seat and a heated bidet. Hell yeah. So I, I did appreciate that. So real quick, let me tell you what happened when I got back. So overall, I'm going to tell you the price. A lot of people don't like talking about the price of their trips. I don't care. doesn't matter to me. Overall, I want to spend, I sent, spent around five or six grand. Okay. Five or six grand. Oh, uh, like overall? Overall. So Desiree spent around her money. So it was probably like five grand. I spent around five or six. I had to rebook our flights. That's actually not bad for everything. No, it, we could have, I, I will say you can absolutely do it cheaper. Um, it is very possible to do it much cheaper than that. Like, I think you can probably do it for a month for about three grand now that I mm. know. Um, but when I got back, I drove to Chris's house to watch the, uh, Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. Great time. Thank you, Chris, for the invitation. I enjoyed it. Um, but as I was driving there, I felt something weird in my car. I don't know what it was, but something felt strange. Didn't think anything of it. I was like, well, I haven't driven my car in about a month now. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just being weird. So then the day after, I think it was actually Tuesday, I actually ended up taking my car to the shop because I needed to get the check engine light off to the tune of $1,000. And so, well, don't worry, it gets worse from here. So when I got there, I said, okay, I want to get the check engine light off. Um, I also want to get an oil change because it needs, needs it. And they're like, okay, well, it also shows here that your car also needs a brake flush. And I'm like, you know what? Let's splurge. Let's get it done. So right now we're at the tune of fifteen hundred dollars. So then, uh, as they're working on my car, um, I, they send me a video, and they're underneath my car, and they said, "Hey, just letting you know, your tire is not moving very well. Like it moves, but it's incredibly hot to the touch. It appears your front brakes are seized." What, what, so, what does that even mean? Because of my lack of driving, my brakes have seized in a brake position. Oh. So when I was driving, my brakes were apparently on. Yes. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Yep. So they said, because of that, they were like, well, your brake, your calibers are seized. Your rotors are rusted and pitted. And there appears to be fluid all over your rotors. (laughs) Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no, that's bad. How much is that going to cost to fix? They were like, well, to fix your brakes is going to be $2,400. To fix your check engine light, the oil change and the fluid flush is four grand. And I told you guys the number that I was going to use to get rid of my BMW was three grand. Mm-hmm. So uh, now my car is parked in the back because I did not have $2,400 to uh, give them at the moment to fix the brakes. <laughs> Nor do they have the parts to fix the check engine light. 
So I went to get an oil change for them to tell me, hey, just snap fire, I'm going to have to pay us $3,500 when you get back. So my car is currently sitting in the back, uh, relaxing, because I'm not going to fix it. Because yeah. I leave back for Brazil on Sunday, and I have to figure out what I'm doing with it. So Sell it. Yeah. Well, the problem is, I can't sell the car, because right now, if I drive it anywhere, the brakes are smoking, like actually smoking. And there's a check engine light. So I have to fix it. And then before I can, you, yeah, before you can sell it, yeah, yep. So I wonder if you could like scrap it. No, because if I scrap it, then I get like five hundred bucks. At least right now, if I fix it, I can at least get probably like five or six grand. So I'm gonna fix it for the tune of four grand, then probably trade it in for around six. So at least I'll come up for two thousand, which sucks because like I wanted to get a hundred two hundred thousand miles. It looks like I'm gonna get about one hundred sixty-five mm. BMW, which when. It, it, it's unfortunate, but uh, I was not expecting to pay another four grand when I landed. Um, yeah, that that's uh, quite the bill. It's awful. Yeah. But let's go ahead and let's get into our first story. Um, and this actually happened at the Super Bowl. Was not expecting this. And oh. uh, literally, Chris and I were not expecting it until I'm like casually looking at the TV. And I'm like, Chris, the Flash trailer is on. Yeah. And I hate to say this. I hate to say this with all of my being. It looks really good. It really does. And I'm 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 in your camp as well, Devin. Like, as much as I dislike Ezra Miller, god damn that trailer's fucking fire. Facts. Yeah. It, I was sit, we were sitting there watching, <clears throat> I was like, oh shit. This looks oh good. shit. <laughs> They got Michael Keaton in this? Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers for those listening. If you haven't seen it, uh, the Flash film takes the same premise of Flashpoint Paradox, which I touched on earlier, where, you know, he uses his incredible speed to travel back in time to save his mother's life. And And, uh, that's basically like the premise of the movie by him, you know, saving his mom's life. Uh, It creates like this alternate timeline right yeah so he inadvertently creates a world without metahumans mm-hmm. and basically he has to fix the timeline right? right so in this divergent timeline batman is michael keaton again which is fucking fantastic and then in the og timeline we got ben affleck again you know reprising his role as uh, batman and oh my god just in the trailer they they brought back the iconic you know i'm batman and then they did and then they did the theme from mm-hmm. the animated tv show that like i i just i got chills when i mm-hmm. uh, was watching it for the first time i was just like Ooh. when i was watching it the only thing i could think of was wow james gunn is going to have his work cut out for him trying to explain what is about to happen to all these batmans yeah, uh, right. Considering none of them are being rehired for any of this. Um, I don't even know if James Gunn is going to be using Robert Pattinson as the kickoff. I don't, I don't believe so because I think I remember seeing that uh the uh uh what's his uh Patterson is a separate thing. Yeah, separate entity. It's, a, it's like a its own little timeline or yeah. whatever. It's I hate the Batman franchise for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what, like what, where, how many re- realities of Batman are there? Yeah. It's just, like, how, how many <laughs> do we really need? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you, you could have stuck to one of them at some mm-hmm. point, like, no. but they just kept, no, nope, we're just going to go this way. And then over here. Oh, let, let's go back there real quick. Let's, uh, let's, do, let's do this thing. What I think my problem is, is like, you know how they do like James Bond. Like every yeah. couple of years is a new James Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's this it's 007. That, that remains the same. So recently, if you haven't seen No Time to Die, this was the last uh, James Bond film with, yeah, with James Daniel Bond. Craig. Yeah. Well, not with Daniel Craig, with James oh, Bond. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So like every James Bond movie up to that point was t- supposed to be, quote unquote, one character, just played okay. by different people. Different people. Okay. So then it kind of came to an end. And I kind of was like, well, why don't they do that with Batman? Because they could. Yeah. You could have the Batman just played by different people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, there has been iterations of 
Batman's um, Nightwing with Robin. There have been people who could play Batman. But right now, I'm like, James Gunn, you're going to have to you're going to have to figure this out. Fix it. Or you could do what they did with Spider-Man. With, uh, with No Way Home. Oh, <laughs> wait, what did you say? Sell it to Sony. Sony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we don't need that. No, because in, no, in No Way Home, you had Andrew Garfield. You had uh, 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 what's his face from Uncharted, uh, Tom, Tom, Tom Holland. And then you had Tobey Maguire. But what's McCall? I think the problem with that is because like now Sony's like, oh yeah, well since that was a hit, let's do one with all of them again. We'll do one with Tobey Maguire. We'll do one with uh, Andrew Garfield. All their own standalone movies, and even Kevin Fang was just, um, I think, the head of uh, Marvel. He was just mm-hmm. like, there's too many shows right now. Yeah, yeah, I saw that where he was just like, we need to just slow down and give the shows a chance to shine. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I do I, agree with that. I agree. Just, with uh, that too. Speaking on the Super Bowl. Uh, a little tongue-in-cheek thing I saw online regarding the Super Bowl performance was that the the stage that Rihanna was performing on was reminiscent of a Super Smash Brothers stage. It absolutely uh, was. Battle. What is it? Battle. <laughs> oh my God! The the, the fi- you know, final final destination. Final destination. Yeah. There it is. Somebody yep. did. Somebody did an edit. I, I think it was on uh, TikTok or something like that, where it was just like three. Two, one, <laughs> go! <laughs> Dude, I, I, play, I was fucking dying. I would play as Rihanna in Super Smash Brothers. Oh, hell oh, yeah. <laughs> make, make, make your enemy shine like diamonds. Shine like diamonds, everybody. <laughs> yeah! All right, let's move over to our next story. And this actually has to do with Game Pass. Now, I texted you guys that I had actually gone back to playing Halo Infinite for the first time in a very long time. I think I played mm-hmm. it once when it came out. And one night I was just bored um, between leaving or whatever, and I decided to hop on multiplayer. Now, I'll tell you right now, I won every match that I was a part of. However, it's a progression of getting better. (laughs) Oh, did it? Okay. Like the first one, like the first match I played, I think I had like four kills and like nine deaths. So like not great, but my team won. Then the next one, I think I had like six kills and like four deaths. And then the final match I played, I got like, what is what do you say when you kill five people in a row? Uh, pen- pentakill? Yeah, I got a pentakill. But like I was surrounded when I got that pentakill. It was all just handguns and hand grenades. That's what <laughs> it was. And <laughs> yeah. I, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, but for me, I I would I could see myself playing it maybe like once a week to go like do a quick match or whatever. Yeah. I don't see myself like dedicating all my time to it. And that's understandable for sure. But I, I appreciate having Game Pass because it allows me to kind of test that. Exactly. Now, Chris, you sent us something on Twitter about Game Pass and how <laughs> and everyone's thoughts on it or how people are misguided on their thoughts on it. Yeah. Okay. So there was a tweet from um he's the he's a director of uh the game studio, No More Robots. So you would know them for um, the game descenders. I think yeah. that's their like, their that's their main one. Yeah, that's that's um, their most notable game for sure. Yeah, and uh, he says this. He says every time Game Pass is in the news, my descenders search fills with mentions as people on both sides try to explain why descenders is proof of their own claim about Game Pass. Mm. And every single time, oh boy, do I learn that gamers do not understand how video games work at all. And like, he put that in like, like asterisks that at all. Um, He says, all I can say is we're aiming to get every single title we publish from now on, onto game pass in doing so we'll secure success for each title and relieve immense pressure for the devs, but please gamers and continue to explain what, but, I'm sorry, but please gamers continue to explain why it's bad for us. Yeah. So like basically he's telling you that like because of Game Pass, when they develop something, they want it on there so they have less pressure to like they have to nail every single thing so perfectly and come to market with this thing that you haven't seen before. Like he's telling you like it has been a really good like godsend for their studio like 
a lot more people were trying their games like Descenders, for example. I tried it even when it was on Game Pass. Right. Um, like it's and it, I was like, okay, I see this is pretty solid actually. I see why this is rated so high. And, um, and to kind of piggyback on that comment, Chris, like when a new game comes out, the price tag is fairly high usually. It's like sixty dollars, you know, USD. And yeah. a lot of times these lesser known games don't get put on the shelves yep. for you know, whatever reason, but yep. Game Pass kind of circumvents that and has it featured and you pay that monthly subscription fee of uh what, like fifteen bucks, right? Yep, something around that. Yeah, if you want ultimate, yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, fifteen dollars for ultimate, that's per month to get these like full games and you you'll be more incentivized, right? To to try things that you wouldn't normally try or purchase things that you wouldn't normally purchase like hi-fi rush for instance like i if i saw that on a shelf and it had the price tag of 60 bucks or whatever i wouldn't buy it i wouldn't buy it i wouldn't try it i probably wouldn't even rent it from the (laughs) honestly like who rents video games anymore right like um, you rent video games like you can only i think you can only rent games now from like gamefly maybe Maybe yeah, there are videos. That's the little thing. And then, like, there are some video stores still, like Family Video or, or things of that nature. I don't know if Redbox does games. I think Redbox oh, does do games. Actually, uh, it does? Yeah, I think they do. But for the most part, like, renting video games isn't as uh, ubiquitous as it was during our heyday, you know, when Blockbuster was still a thing. Yep. Hollywood you know, Video. And, like, Hollywood Video. Uh, you know, Netflix even did games for a time. They still technically do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Game, game Pass um, is is kind of like that, like he said, a, a godsend to developers because it lessens that pressure, like you said, of, oh my God, I need to nail this release or my people won't get paid. Right. I also think that's huge. Uh, yeah, I also I want to ba- piggyback off that. I think it also has to do with Microsoft is paying you for it to be here. Yeah. Like you don't have if nobody buy if nobody goes on Game Pass and plays your game, you already got paid. Yeah. You True. don't have to do anything. So you, it's a lot, a lot less it's a lot less pressure for mostly indie studios. Like if you're Bungie or if you're um Naughty Dog or whatever, you don't need to worry about that cuz you're going to have a built-in fan base. But if you're a independent developer who's made a couple small games here and there, who kind of want to jump up to the big leagues. I want to talk about Pentiment for example. Mm. The Though the developer is a pretty large, sizable developer because they made Outer Worlds, they said, unless we had Game Pass, we were not going to make this because we would have taken a chance. Yeah, it would have been, it it probably would have flopped, to be honest with you. It would have never been seen. That, that's what they said. They said, we're not going to, we would not have made this had we not had Game Pass because Game Pass allowed us to take chances. And I will say, though we have Game Pass, and I'll talk about uh, Sony PS5 in a minute, though we have Game Pass, we have seen a building of indie developers. And I feel yes. like we're starting to see more and more people play games that are not AAA studios. Yes. And people are always like, oh, well, the Xbox doesn't have AAA studios. No, it does not. But it has a lot of AA, a lot of AA bounties <laughs> running around. So what's funny is they do have they do have AAA, AAA studios. studios. They just but, don't have a ton of games mm, from those don't. AAA studios. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we fix this year, allegedly. <laughs> yes, this year is a big year for them. This is their time to capitalize on the market. And it's a weak year for Sony after Forspoken. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I don't know of like anything but the next Spider-Man. That's coming out. Yeah. And and then another interesting thing uh, surrounding like Game Pass 2 that was mentioned on like the opposite camp that uh, I just want to touch on briefly. I don't really want to entertain it too much because I do disagree with it overall. Uh, Definitely curious on your guys' thoughts, too. Uh, But the the concept of when a game gets released on Game Pass, it quote unquote devours sales of games but I like I, I don't know like what what do you think about that statement well the thing is and i'll go first before uh, you don't mind chris the thing is is that yeah i 100 percent believe that because if i'm on game pass and i see it i'm not going to the store to buy it however i will say there's a caveat to that 
I played the Formula One game um, on Game Pass. The most recent one did not come to Game Pass, so I paid the $70 to buy it because I got an opportunity to experience it. So, yes, I did not buy the original, but I did buy the sequel that wasn't on Game Pass because I got an opportunity to experience it. Okay, and that makes sense. And because I experienced it and I got an opportunity to try the licensing, I bought the Formula One TV subscription. I'm about to uh, I'm about to be buying a Formula One, um, either Mercedes or Ferrari or even Red Bull um, wintered coat, and I'm about to be uh, most likely buying a Formula One racing ticket in Canada. Hell yeah! So, yes, you don't get the initial sale of something. However, it get, introduces people to what you do, what you make, and how you game. And from there, they can go on and decide, you know what? I like the developer. I see they're having a new project coming out. I'm going to go ahead and buy this game because it's not going to be on Game Pass. So I think yes, but I also think no. Yeah. Yeah. I would say we're thinking of as people that are in the, the Xbox ecosystem. I feel like there's a lot of people that aren't. And so because like, let's look at it like this way. How many people compared to PlayStation have Xboxes? You know, right. like we, we see those numbers all the time. PlayStation's has millions more sold than the Xbox. Everybody has a PS5. Uh, nobody has an Xbox. Exactly. So, sure, that might be true for some of those titles that are only on, let's say, Xbox and PC. But that's not always the case. Like there's a lot of like complete multi-platform games. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get devoured. And and even if they do, they're still getting very, from my understanding, which is very limited because there's almost no information on how much these uh, com- these studios are getting paid to be on Game Pass. Yeah. It seems like all of them that have been on there, they never complain. No. Like, we never see an article about any of them complaining. It's, it's mostly like news outlets just taking like... They're they're making this like clout chasing article yeah. just to like yep. just to blow up something that they're, like, they're, like they're, they're making a story out of nothing. It seems yeah, yes. like I like I can say that without a doubt, not everyone that has a PlayStation also has a gaming PC. Like it's it's not a true thing. Same. So like not everyone's gonna have Game Pass. It's it's one it's it's not a thing. So like I have a hard time saying that something's going to devour sales and if it does i'm sure that in the studio would be very more outspoken about it mm-hmm. like oh yeah we lost all this money like no they're like they they they're probably getting they um like with deals like this they probably get the like the data of how many people downloaded the game compared to how much they're getting paid to right. have that game in the subscription yeah i i know to to bring up a good example of a game that uh saw heavy success was, you know, high on life, you know, that got released yep. via game pass and the developers were like, so excited about it. Uh, basically being the number one game pass release, like of all time. Yep. And they probably saw you know, quite a bit uh, from that. I don't know how much because it wasn't re- reported like you said, but you know, it has to be something pretty substantial because they were like very, very happy. Yeah, you've never heard anybody say, "I took my uh, stuff off Game Pass because it wasn't making me no money." Yeah, no, you've (laughs) never heard that ever. Never, never. uh, Before we move on to the next story, one thing I just remembered that did happen is on since we touched on Sony, we touched on Microsoft. Got to talk about Nintendo and the Nintendo Direct very briefly. Uh, The biggest announcement, obviously, was the new Legend of Zelda game. Uh, the remaster for Metroid Prime, and then the probably biggest announcement was the um, kind of implementation of a Game Boy Advance emulator on the Switch. If you are a part of their like program or whatever, and they also released more of the N64 games, uh, which is really dope. Uh, so yeah. kudos for you, Nintendo, for actually listening to the player base, because for the longest time, people have been saying, please release GBA games for the Switch. And for yeah. some for some reason, they haven't. But now they, they did. And it's awesome. So kudos for you guys for finally doing it. Um, definitely a step in the right direction. So good job. 
Good job, Nintendo. We're happy to have you. So let's move over. And I said I was going to mention my PlayStation 5. Yes. Um, everybody in here knows I have an Xbox Series X and I have a PS5 because I'm that person who's like, my Xbox is for Game Pass. My PS5 is for uh, the quote-unquote AAA games that yeah. I have. So when we were at uh, Chris's uh, Super Bowl party, mm-hmm. everybody in the room apparently had played Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. Everybody except for me. And I, FOMO'd, I was like, well, guess what I got? <laughs> FOMO is a dangerous thing, buddy. FOMO is a dangerous thing. It was a $74 dangerous thing. I'll tell you that Ooh. right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. It ain't cheap. Um, but as I was getting, as I got home, I sat down on my couch and I looked at both my Xbox and I looked at my PS5 and I said, okay, one of you is about to get Hogwarts Legacy. But the other one is not about to get it. So I thought, and I said, well, if it's if it was on Game Pass, it'd be an easy decision. But it's not. So I Googled, and they said, well, the PlayStation 5 has a little bit more content, and loading screens appear to be faster. So you know what? I went ahead. I was like, you know what? I don't use my PlayStation 5 at all. I'll buy it for the PS5. Okay. And I appreciate the little controller because the controller like has the color. Like when you pet a cat, the cat meows to the controller. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, cute. It's adorable. So I'm, I'm happy that I bought it for the PS5. Um, and the reason I didn't buy it for the Xbox is I actually don't have any space on my Xbox right now. So no, you're a goon. That was the deciding factor. That was the deciding that's fair. factor. That's fair. Um, but now a lot of, there's been a bit of controversy about it. Yes. Now, just talking about the gameplay itself. I've not played it as much as Chris. Chris, I literally uh just finished the Defense Against the Dark Arts classes and I just okay. I just walked to uh Professor Weasley, which I have a problem with that. Um and just like she she showed me afterwards. So I played a little bit. I enjoy the gameplay. I enjoy the character customization because you have pretty sizable options. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've heard. And we'll come back to that, Mason, because I think that's where some of the controversy is coming out of. Um, and I think overall, it's a good game for what you're for what you wanted, for what you expected. If you wanted a Hogwarts RPG, this, this is it. You got. Yeah, I, I've, I've I've heard that in terms of like gameplay, graphics, etc. It's all been pretty good across the board, yep. um, from what I understand. Graphically, I think it's great. Um, Gameplay-wise, I think it's fine. Um, I don't like you start as a fifth year. I think that part's kind of weak. Okay. <laughs> I'm not the only one that... Okay, yo, that was real weird. You, yeah. Like, Mason, you literally start as, like, a basically a senior in Hogwarts. Oh, really? Instead of a... Yeah. Wait, really? You take your owls. See, like, I don't like that either because I feel like you want that progression. You want that freshman to... and graduate right i feel like they they missed like they could have made so many games like they could have okay this is freshman year this is seen like like your sophomore you're like it i I don't know why they did the chose the fifth year they could have made it a game as a service you everybody starts off as year one and literally the next year you go to year two honestly if done right that actually could have been really cool probably if they would have kept but the thing is hogwarts legacy is a single player experience Yes. And is and there game, is there games of service that are single player? Although I did hear that uh isn't there like PVP? No. No. I heard that I, I heard there was There's maybe mods some that were oh, okay. But it's a because <laughs> I, I remember seeing something about like there there's like a like an arena where you can battle your friends, maybe nope. uh, that is not that, a maybe that's a DLC thing down the road. No, there's an arena where you battle uh huh. NPC friends. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. You just made it to yep. that. Thank you for the yep. clarification. Because I remember seeing something about an arena and fighting yeah. and all the. I think it was like a pre-order thing. Yeah. Okay. So I will say that their explanation for a lot of things are weak. Like why you're starting off as a fifth year. Yeah. What was the explanation? I would, I would explain. It's just like you're starting off as a fifth year. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It. It, honestly, I was like, did I miss something? Like, yeah. why the hell am I starting? Like, why did yeah. I miss the first four years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I didn't know you existed in that owl That, that, that <laughs> is very weird. But, like, you want to hear why you can't, you want to hear what Mason, why you can't play Quidditch? Why? Last year, someone broke their arm. So this year, nobody's playing. 
<laughs> bro, it's bad. Why? Like, they wanted to make sure, like, what's so funny is the um, the developers put out a tweet. There is no Quidditch. And they wanted to even further that point yeah. by they put this little segment, no game. Quidditch this year. Yes, wow. it's so funny. Because like, a, a lot of Harry Potter fans love Quidditch. Yeah, yeah it's really it was cool. like the stuff we don't want to program. We're giving you a one sentence as to why we didn't do it. They made a game. <laughs> I think they made a game like literally all about Quidditch. Yeah, yeah, it was on PlayStation. I remember yeah. playing it. I, yeah, I remember playing that too. It was, it was all right. I could yeah. see why they didn't include Quidditch because I think the physics engine, yeah, what they were already going with would have been difficult to. Yeah. I mean, since it's a single play experience, I don't think it would have been that hard. I think yeah. it would probably play the game for like six months, but I get why they didn't. I just think mm-hmm. the explanations for why they didn't are dumb. Yeah, they're bad. They're, they're um, not good. So let's talk a little bit about the controversy. Because- yeah. So the, the the biggest controversy is obviously that um, J.K. Rowling is attached to the game, right? Uh, she did not work on the game. Let's get that out of the way. She had zero, zero yes. involvement with the game. So if you're worried about her being involved in the game, she's not. rest assured, she is not. The only thing that she gets from this game is royalties like with any uh ip right so she gets royalties from the amusement park book sales um uh video games etc right uh so people don't want to support this game because you know she is allegedly a uh transphobic person right um i don't i don't know is is there validity to that because i don't know yeah. Yeah, there is. Okay, is okay. Yeah, she's got some really negative thoughts. Okay. That which I think is interesting because nobody asked her. Yeah, right. Um <laughs> she so, just kept to herself. Kept to yourself. I mean, what I will say, and I think you guys will agree, um, you know, we do support like trans rights. Um I, I they're they're people too. Uh hating yep. on people that are trans is bad. Agreed. So let's get that out of the way right now. Uh, we are definitely supportive of of them, but on the same token, I think with us purchasing the game or playing the game, I think it's a bit of a stretch to say that, you know, we're not supportive. Well, here's, I, don't here, know. I would agree. Here's my reality. Here's how I reconcile it. A couple, okay. a couple months back, probably up to a year at this point on the podcast, uh, when Hogwarts Legacy was announced. We did talk about it. And we said it does look good. Yeah. And I said on that episode, if I buy this game, I have to accept J.K. Rowling's opinions and beliefs on it. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality because this is her world. She technically created it. She didn't create the game, but she created the IP of this. Yes. And I said on that same podcast that if I were to purchase this game, because I didn't know at the time, I would spend the exact same amount of money and either uh, purchase my uh, artwork from a trans artist or donate $74.23 yeah. to a trans mm-hmm. organization. I remember okay. you saying that. Yep. And on Friday, when I get paid, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Oh. Because I think that you do have to put your money where your mouth is. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, J.K. Rowling's opinions do impact a lot of people. Yes, they do. I'm not sure if a lot of people are using J.K. Rowling's trans beliefs to justify their hatred. But let's be honest here. They probably are. And... By me going ahead and giving her money to amplify her beliefs, I believe I should be giving the same amount of money to support an organization that is pro-trans organization that is going to make sure trans people are being helped in some capacity. Because whether we like it or not, black trans women are being killed at an incredibly high rate and are being assaulted at an incredibly high rate. It's an issue that does not get enough attention in the media, enough attention on social media. So the least I can do is, since I'm over here traveling to Thailand and uh, Brazil for Carnival, the least I can do is support and give my money where I believe it goes where it matters. So on Friday, I will be making a donation, and I will be posting the uh, picture on Twitter for you all to prove, even though the only person that we see any tweets from on Twitter right now are Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, right. that's another thing. Yeah, I'll talk about that next episode. <laughs> Uh, one thing I do want to say as well before we move on to the next topic is if you do uh, like to watch people who stream, um, even if you disagree, don't resort to harassment or bullying. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of popular streamers who do decide to play the game on stream, uh, getting attacked 
uh, by people online and that's not okay. Um, so just be mindful of that. I would say. Agreed. Cause people are just, Absolutely. people are just doing their thing. YouTube. I've never streamed before. You two do. And I would hate for you guys to like be attacked for a game that you're playing that everybody else is talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Definitely. Um, I wanted to say one thing too. So this is unrelated to JK Rowling or anything like that, but I just wanted to talk just a little bit about the game itself. So um, I will say that this is the best iteration of Harry Potter. You can play like there's nothing, even any clue. What about like the Lego games? No. No. So if you're like, if you really like, if you're younger in that younger crowd, like the the Lego games, like I don't mind the Lego games, Mm -hmm. um, but this for me is that real RPG experience. And honestly, it's like when I look at it, it's one of the better like RPGs that I've played in my lifetime, just because of like, I feel so enthralled in the world. Like I'm I'm really like, I sit there and I go and check everything. I read all of the little, like, like you can inspect things like, and use your magic to make these, like these scrolls to pop up in it tells you about this object that you're looking at. I read every single one of those because of how well the these developers did creating this this game. So I just wanted to say that Avalanche, I think this Avalanche software, you did a really good job and I I really do like the game. And I look forward to what whatever else you might do in the future. I will say and I want to piggyback off that Chris because you are absolutely right. I think the game excels not necessarily on like the main story, but like on like the, the when you're just walking around. Yeah. Like the Hogwarts yeah. castle is absolutely massive. Is it? Yes, dude. I keep getting lost. Right. Oh, like shit. it is like a labyrinth. Bro. It is like, oh, nice. like in the show, like in the movie, it is it is very much akin to that. Like you mm. feel it. Um, but I will say one of the things that I thoroughly in, enjoy. Um, is that remember the ghost peeves from the books? I didn't read the books. Well, in the books, there's in this in the books there was a ghost called Peeves that never made it to the movies. Peeves was the definition of an a hole. Like he was a little ghost that would just play pranks and would just make your life a living hell. That little shit. He's I know exactly what you're talking game. about. Yes, he's actually in the game, and every time I see him, I just stay and just watch the shenanigans. <laughs> he's a dick. He wears this little top hat and has this like circus jacket on and he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> so I, I I really think Hogwarts Legacies um, excels in those little moments. Like when you're walking past paintings and they'll be talking to you or they'll be making comments. Yeah. Uh, there was one where I walked into a room and there was like a painting band. Mm. And like, I, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, well, I'll just sit here and watch you guys. And like the the uh, the orchestra guy, he's just kind of like, wait until you hear the strings on this next one. And then you like hear the strings. And I'm like, this is nice. That's kind of cool. Really cool. I like that. The only, yeah. the only problem I have is that I'm like, wow, my PlayStation 5 does not have a headset. Like, so I can listen to this <laughs> in more detail. Oh, you, you don't have a headset for your uh, PS5? My PS5 is the redheaded stepchild of my gaming world. That's I, fair. <laughs> when I turned it on, it was just like, where have you been? Bro, they're like, Dad, did you come home from getting cigarettes? Three years later, I had like an hour-long update on my PS5, not the game on the PS5. Yeah, and then when you when you leave again, you'll say to your PS5, all right, I'm getting milk this time. Yep, going back to Brazil. You can't, can't take you because you're too fat. <laughs> oh, right? my God, it's way too big. It is. It's a, it's a massive console. I'd be, afraid, yeah. I'd be afraid to pack that shit up, honestly. Well, I know um, they do sell like PS5 cases that you can carry with you, but I'm like, I don't want to carry that. No, no, it's very no. cumbersome. It is. Um, my my last note, like like just to add to what you're saying, the world in in Hogwarts Legacy just feels like so alive. It does. does like, yes, yeah. yeah, so, like I've played a lot of RPG games where there's not really much going on in the world. You walk past a person, and you hear like that, like. I would call it outer space, like conversation. Cause you don't know really what the hell they're saying. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter, but like there's, there you'll be walking by someone and they'll be having a legit conversation that you're like, Oh, that's interesting. They were like, Oh, uh, someone was in the dark arts class and 
did something and yeah they're like they're like out looking like an injury for a week or something like they have like interesting conversations <laughs> yeah it is very interesting because I, I i do recall that there was one where i was just walking i was literally walking to class which now that i played hogwarts legacy i have so many thoughts if they were going to redo <laughs> this game um i was walking to class and i heard a conversation talking about how there is a teacher from uganda who where they where they teach you magic without a wand? Oh, um, that's yes. kind of cool. That's, yeah, I'm, yes. I'm thinking that's legit. And then later on, as I get to class, I meet a girl, and she her mother is the the, the teacher they were talking about. Oh, yep. that's dope. I like that. Yeah. So like, there was like a whole nother school. Like, and I'm sorry for anyone. This is a spoiler alert. So it, sorry. Give me like it's an give hour me like a into the game. Yeah. So like. They tell you about this this school and and you your character asks, is it is it bigger than than Hogwarts? They're like, yeah, it's like about oh, two times the size of Hogwarts. Oh, I'm like, fuck. holy shit! <laughs> and they're they're casting without like wands, yeah. and they were like, she was like, there. Uh, you ask her like, how you felt about like casting without the wands, and then she goes all into it because she can she could do both, and That's but she says she cool. prefers the wand, which is so it like. Like this game, like is incredibly well designed. Like, I, f- I have a feeling the side content content is stronger than probably the story is going to be. Like the main story, but like that being said, like this game to me is like a ten out of ten game. Like it's just really, wow. it's just very, very good. Nice. That's very high praise. I like that. I don't yeah. know if I give it that yet. I give it. it. I've been playing a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's this one thing I saw uh, regarding the game that uh, got a good laugh out of. Somebody was just like, uh, "What stops the kids from just busting out a Vatacadabra in class?" <laughs> and then, like, some dude was just like, "Because the teachers are also packing." Yes, they are. <laughs> the Pentagon's dark arts teacher. The yeah. second she walks in, you're like, I'm not messing with her. It's just like, nope, not no fucking around today, boy. What's so funny is that 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 phrase, the the vatacadabra. Yeah, it's the most uncreative like like phrase for a freaking like kill spell. It's yeah, basically it abracadabra. Yeah. Like yeah. like what the hell? <laughs> yeah. But um, maybe next episode, once we play it a little bit more, we'll be willing to give like a full review. Yeah, full in-depth review, yeah. Yeah, but uh, for now, we are reached our allotted time. We have reached our topics. Any final thoughts, guys, before we go? Oh, I'm good, man. Mm, none for me. Well, I have two quick parting thoughts. The first one, if you have not yet watched The Last of Us, Be sure to watch The Last of Us. There are currently five episodes as of this recording. I am currently caught up, and I will tell you the show is immaculate. It's probably one of my favorite HBO Max shows of all time. Um, It's true to the video game, um, and I think it does parallel really well. So that's my first thought. My second thought is when I was flying back from Tokyo, or when I was flying to Tokyo, I watched this movie on the plane that I had heard about, but I had never seen, but I had the time. So I watched it and it was called drive my car. It was a, uh, it won a bunch of awards at the Keynes film festival. And um, it was set in Japan and it has nothing to do with cars, by the way. Oh. It has a lot to do with loss, okay. loss, acceptance and grieving. And when I tell you that this three hour movie was phenomenal, it it was one of those movies when the trailers, when the end credits ran, I just sat and I just thought for a bit. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. It's a fantastic movie. Um, I think it might be on Hulu, but I could, it's either on Hulu or HBO Max. Uh, okay. And it's called Drive My Car? It's called Drive My Car. It's a Japanese film, so you're going to okay. need to watch the subtitles. Yeah. I'll uh, definitely it, check that out. If you have three hours to watch something different, it's, mm-hmm. it's not an action film. It's a it's a movie that you actually have to watch. Yeah. Cool. Highly yeah. recommend it. I kind of felt that way. Give my last parting thoughts before our sign off. I felt that way when I watched The Whale. Yeah. With uh, Brendan Fraser. I saw it in theaters and it was phenomenal. It was what arguably his best performance that he's ever done. Uh, highly recommend. Very. It's a tear jerker. So bring your tissues. Um yeah, it de- he deserves that Oscar. He was nominated for 100%. Yep, he deserves awesome. it. And Michelle Yan, she deserves it. Yes. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I still need to see that. 
It's fantastic. Just it's it's rented on Amazon at three ninety nine. Oh yeah, I'll hundred percent do that. There's no reason why you haven't done it now. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize it was on there. Yeah, you can. Uh, it's on there, and Black Panther Two is now on Disney Plus. Yes, I gotta watch that too. Gotta watch that too. It's good. All right, so thank you all for joining us for another installment of the Uninformed Gamers. If you like what we do, be sure to send us a like or a share. You can follow us at the Twitter page at Uninformed Gamers. Even though it appears only the person tweeting right now is Elon Musk. We've currently started moving ourselves over to the Tech Talk platform. So please give us a watch, give us a like, give us a comment. So we're slowly getting better as we're doing it, but we appreciate any and all feedback. Yes. If you wish to connect to me, you can find me on Xbox at Darkness Tiger or on PlayStation 5 at Darkness Tiger 2. All right, guys, go ahead and give your sign offs. Yeah, uh, I am Chameleon. You can find me at Twitter at Chameleon Games. That's about it right now. Yeah. And I'm Mason, also known as Rad Dreams from Rad Dreams Review on YouTube, as well as uh, Twitch at Rad underscore Dreams. All right. We will catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Later. Peace.